What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Ride in the Pine. Jack Ride and I are back with you all today, and we've got another unbelievable episode in store for everyone at home. But before I get into all of that, let's take a little dive into the last episode. I was joined by a great guest who is currently the head men's basketball coach at the same school that he was once a player for, current head men's basketball coach at St. Francis University, Coach Rob Krimmel. Coach Krimmel and I get into his career starting out as a player for the Red Flash and what it was like coming to Loretto, Pennsylvania at a young age, what got him interested in wanting to become a coach, and what it's meant to him being able to coach at the school that he was once a player for and so much more. So if you want to hear a little bit about Coach Rob Krimmel's career and about the Red Flash men's basketball team, go check out episode 252 and all 252 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now, getting into today, we're going to be joined by another member of the Red Flash men's basketball program, but this time a player, current men's basketball player at St. Francis University, Josh Cohen. Josh and I get into his career at St. Francis and what made him want to become a member of the Red Flash program, how it was last year for him and the Red Flash, and also how much of an improvement he's seen in his game over the last few years and what it was like to see that improvement pay off, being named the NEC Most Improved Player last year and so much more. So if you want to hear about Josh's career and his journey to St. Francis, don't go anywhere because here comes Josh himself. So folks, with that, let's make our way into our show for today. So as always, be sure to find your favorite seat here on the bench with me sit back relax and enjoy the show and i'm here with current men's basketball player at saint francis university josh cohen josh great to get you on the show today my friend how's it going it's going good it's going good thank you for having me yeah, absolutely, my friend. Well, I appreciate you taking a little time. I know I mentioned to you off air that I'm sure you're in the middle of classes and whatnot with school firing back up, but I want to get into just how this past summer was for you. What was it like for you just in terms of getting back out on the court, getting back together with the guys, and then also what's it been like getting back on campus with the team this past few weeks? Yeah, Jack, it, uh, it was a great summer. We added five new scholarship freshmen along with uh, some new walk-ons. Uh, great to see some new faces. Um it, it honestly, it, it's like a breath of fresh air in our program. Uh, we needed it. Uh, the program needed it. Um, we as a team needed it. Um, and it, we actually had a fantastic, a fantastic summer, the best summer that we've had here so far. That's Why awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually just talking to your uh, to your coach about that and how he mentioned that he kind of said the same thing. It was definitely a, a breath of fresh air bringing in the, the new guys and a lot of the new players that you've been able to bring in. How for you, especially with you being an upperclassman, a seasoned veteran guy that's been around the team a little bit, how did you try and kind of take it upon yourself to make some of the newer guys feel welcome and, and get them to be a part of the family too? Just, just trying to show by example, you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll use their voice. You know, I use my voice too, but it's just, uh, you know, it, it's the little things, Jack. It's being on time to lift. It's being on time to your workouts. It's that getting that extra work in, getting extra shots up, watching film on your own. Um, it, it, there's a lot that goes into college basketball and for freshmen, especially when I came in, you don't understand, you know, you come from a high school game where they probably put in about 10 hours a week worth of work and, you know, not a lot of ton of game preparation, but we, we started game preparation June 19th when we came up here. So, just just trying to show all the guys, you know, a good example. Yeah, I've noticed that the adjustment when you go from high school to college, I mean, that's, you know, it's it's almost culture shocking, if you will. You're just you are so thrown off with what's going on. But then, like you said, you get into a little bit of a rhythm. But, Josh, I want to get into your career and just walk through how we how you got to where you are today. Made your decision to come to St. Francis, continue your career as, as a red flash. So I want to hear what made you want to continue your career at St. Francis. 
Yeah, my, my journey was pretty weird. <clears throat> um, I played for a couple uh, different AAU teams uh, in my high school career. I played for my dad my whole life up until I was in sophomore high school. So I played Jersey Shore Warriors and then I played for the Jersey Forest where I found my home, you know. Um, and the, me and the force, we had, we had a great run. It was a great time. And coach Krimmel saw me a couple of times and coach Helton, you know, they came to a bunch of my games. I had a couple other offers, but when I came up here, I, I was looking for like a family and I found it at St. Francis. So I came up on my visit, my official visit, I had some other visits planned and I just, I committed on spot and it's been everything that I, I committed to. It was, you know, that value of right, a community, a culture and a family, you know, um, and that, that's what keeps all of his, his players here. You know, we had, we had guys like Keith Braxton, Isaiah Blackman that were big time players that want to stay in this program for a reason. And the reason is, is because coach Kremel is, is a, he's a great dude as, as long as well as all of his other counterparts, all of our coaches, staff, um, athletic trainers, everybody here uh, really cares a ton. You don't find that at many places in college basketball, especially with loyalty. So he gets loyalty from his players he gives us loyalty so that's kind of how you know he's been able to retain his players and get guys to commit here yeah i mean the retention of players i think is what's so impressive i mean especially when i was mentioning with with coach a little bit about the the transfer portal and how that's become a major factor in things right and i think that it, it should speak volume to how your program is being able to keep guys around and, and guys are not wanting to leave now i know during your high school career you hit a massive growth spurt you grew 10 inches in like three years so i'm sure a lot of knee pain a lot of leg pain but i want to hear just what that was like for you in terms of just how much you saw your your level of play increase but then also so how much did you see your recruiting increase? Yeah, Jack, uh, I didn't have any recruiting before that. So um, it, I, I played the guard position my whole entire life. Um, I never played inside. I never thought about playing inside. My dad is 6'8", and I broke my elbow when I was like 10 years old. I said I was going to be 6'10". I, I never really even thought about it. Like, okay, like maybe, you know, maybe they're just saying that. But it, it happened. So, um yeah, it was a huge transition for me. Uh, I was going from six man on the freshman team, kind of starting on the freshman team, to starting a sophomore varsity at CBA. Um, so it was a huge transition for me, but I had the right people um, to be able to facilitate me at that position. Like my dad played the center position. So he was able to go from, all right, so you're going to go from being a guard to being a big, this is what you got to do. And I had my coach at CBA help me. And then I came into St. Francis thinking I knew everything. And then I had a guy like coach Helton really take it all over and just be a, a fantastic coach. He's, he's taught me everything from almost a non-skills standpoint of like, just learning how to lock, learning how to seal, um, learning how to f like finish correctly, how, how when to um, post up, when to set a ball screen, just stuff like that. And, you know, I've had some really great people to be able to, you know, facilitate me to where I am today. So what was that learning curve like for you going from being, you know, a perimeter player to then being a post player? And I know you said that your dad helped you out a lot with that transition, but I'm sure the first few weeks, it, it was probably very challenging for you. Yeah, it was. It was, it was honestly one summer. Um, it was my freshman year going into my sophomore year. I, I was six, three during the season um, as a freshman. And then I was six, eight starting, um, you know, my first varsity game as a sophomore. So, I wasn't excited about it. it. It came to a point where I was, you know, I was getting slower. It was, it was, you know, it was like one of those transitions, you know, growing, uh, you know, and 
it just, it, it wasn't ideal for me, but I, I grown to love it. You know, it's, it's, it's super fun. Uh, I never, I never thought being a big would be fun, but it, it's a blast. Uh, do you, I'm sure you still have some of the, of the guard skills though left, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say bring the ball up the court skills, but I would say, uh, you know, pass, you know, it, you really learn how to pass as a guard. Um, being able to make reads, you know, people think in college basketball, you don't have to make all these reads as big and stuff like that. But being a a five, it it takes, it takes a lot of, you know, IQ, you know, you got to know when to set a ball screen, when to flash, when to post, it takes a lot. And I've had people like coach Helton really hone in on helping me in that way, coach Rob and coach Helton. But, you know, just from a standpoint of, uh, you know, being a guard, I mean, I kind of know when to make the read, when to make the pass and, you know, when to set screens just as a feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that being a big, the biggest thing that you run into is, is not wanting to be a lane clogger and you don't want to get in the way of everybody. So to your point, knowing when to post up and knowing when to set a ball screen, because you don't want your two guard going to the lane as you're posting up, that's just causing a traffic jam. So I totally get that. Um, and, and I think it's a very good point to make, especially for players that are making that transition position wise, going from being perimeter to then in the post. Now, I know that you also have a little bit of a, an inside connection with St. Francis. One of your former AAU teammates, Brad McCabe, also on the team. I know that you guys have a little bit of a past. How much did it help in your decision to come to St. Francis, knowing that he was also there and he was also tied to the program? Honestly, Jack, I, I had no idea he was going to be there. Me and him are in the same class. So I committed and it was a thing like Brad was a definite Division One player. He definitely had the talent. He got a scholarship this year. Um, he, he had the talent. He just didn't really have the, um, I would say he, it just was a weird situation for him. He just didn't get that division one offer. And I knew he was a division one player. Um, the coaches here knew he was a division one player. Um, and it was, it was a situation I committed and then he was looking at it and I was saying, listen, you can become a walk on at St. Francis. Why not try it? And he had some division two offers and he, he decided to, you know, take a chance and bet on himself and, you know, you know, kind of bet on me a little bit, you know, and trusting me that, you know, it's going to work out. And, and it did, you know, and he came on a visit here. He, he experienced the same thing I experienced just with not an official visit, but he came up here, he saw the people, um, you know, he met like kind of our family and, and uh, he loved it. So he came up here for a couple of years. It was tough for him, but last year he kind of exploded. So he got an offer and, you know, now we're together and we've been playing together since our junior year in high school. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it's probably pretty unique that you get to kind of watch each other grow as players, as people, and you, and you get to go along with, with somebody, you know, through life and in that and aspect. And I'm sure it's very unique relationship that you guys, you guys have. Now, I know that in the beginning of your career, you redshirted one year, and then you also had COVID kind of factored into all of that. So a lot of time for you to kind of just like focus on, like you were mentioning the post play, really hone in on the skills there. What did you want to try and develop and really work on during that redshirt year? And then how much did the COVID year also help you in your development you know jack it helped a lot um it it, it was a it was a weird transition for me going to college to high school i mean from high school to college uh it 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 was a thing where i I needed a red shirt because of you know academics and different things like that i just had a lot going on and coach you know he redshirted me and he said you know we'll give you a year to figure it out and i figured it out you know i had i had people like mark flag dk you know it was it was tough playing against them for you know, DK for a year and Mark for three years, those guys got me a lot better. So, you know, just taking that extra time, being able to, it, it was a smoother transition. I was able to see the game before I even really went into it, you know? So 
wasn't like my first college basketball game was foreign to me at all, you know? So it, it was, it was definitely helpful. Now, how have you kind of carried that, that mentality, that, that hard work mentality, I'm going to grind each and every single one of these possessions out. How have you kind of carried that with you throughout your career? And then ultimately to, to the year that you had last year, where I mean, you're averaging, you know, double figures, you're really being a major impact player. You're the NEC most improved player, which we'll get into in a minute. But I mean, all of that, I mean, how have you tried to keep that hardworking mentality consistent throughout the last few seasons? You know, Jack, um, it, it, it's something that I've kind of always had, you know, always a, like a chip on my shoulder. A lot of people don't, you know, didn't expect me to do anything in college basketball. You know, I had, a, I had a pretty good high school career and then to just, you know, you know, be a, be a little factor on a, on a college team, you know, it would be a little nice career, but I, I always thought of my, my, you know, I'm not a selfish guy, but I always thought of myself as something better than that. And every time I went out there, I, I just tried to prove that I was the best player on the court. And it, it wasn't easy at first. And it, it's not something where I'm always thinking, oh, I'm the best player, I'm the best player. But that's that mentality that you're trying to strive for, you know, just just trying to be an integral part of this team, just trying to be able to win basketball games you know, at this school. You know, when you have a program like we do, you know, you want to win, you want to win ball games for them. So you know, it helps that a lot, you know, with not like hating your staff or something like that. Then and a lot of your job, that's a big part, you know, like losing your job to win. But, you know, with this, you know, with our community and all the friends we have on campus, it, it, you know, you want to win. So, and especially like my family back home, you know, trying to prove something to them. Um, they've always believed in me, but just, you know, showing it. So just every time I go on the court, I, I kind of have a mantra, you know, just, just keeping the pride. So just something, little, little things like that. Well, the, the, the hard work has clearly paid off for you and, and you saw immense amount of success from 2021 to 2022. When did you kind of start to, to notice that improvement and you noticed things were starting to click and you, you were kind of telling yourself, Hey, I'm starting to kind of get it now. I mean, what, what became easier for you coming out of the struggles that you had in the beginning of your career? Honestly, Jack, it, 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 it's funny. You know, basketball, you know, in college basketball is, is a business, you know, it, you can't, you can't start getting, you know, excited and happy because you, you had a good game. And that was one thing I try to focus myself on. It was, it was, I was always worried about the guy behind me. So, you know, just keeping that consistency and not ever thinking like, Oh my gosh, I finally did it. You know, Oh my gosh, I finally did it. We'll, we'll be when we went to, when we go to March madness this year. But yeah, I, I never really did get, I never had that moment where I was sitting there like, Oh, I, I did it. You know, I, I haven't done anything yet. So I, I haven't had a winning season here yet. So you know, I'm still like trying to, I'm trying to find that complacency, but I, I don't have any. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't had that moment yet, but I'm, I hope I do soon. I hope I do soon, honestly. Well, I think that's a good mentality to have because then you're, you're never satisfied and you're always, you know, working towards, you know, getting better and improving and, and that desire never fizzles out. But I know that I'm sure last year was probably a, a nice reassuring moment for you being named the NEC most improved player. What did that mean to you just to be named for that award? But then also, what did you think back to when, when you were given that award and whatnot, just to all the, the times that you were spending in the gym and whatnot? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Honestly, it, it was nice for me, for the people around me to, you know, you know, for me to get that accolade, you know, just, just showing that, you know, the work has been there um, and I, and I, I did it. So it, it wasn't anything where I was super excited about. I, I was definitely very excited about it. I was very honored and I was happy the NEC gave that to me. That was, that was, that's a big award. 
but I, I was more excited for the people around me just to, you know, I'm getting some recognition and, you know, with, with the work that they've given me and the, and the time that they've spent, you know, my parents driving to games, my, my mom and dad, actually, it was funny, like my first college game, they weren't able to go to, but my first college basketball basket, they were at, it was at Virginia. It was during COVID and there was a limited amount of people that were able to go. So I told them, I called them before the game and I said, Hey, like a day before the game, I said, Hey dad, like, mom like they're both on the phone you know they always put me on speaker they're talking together and I'm like you guys can you guys can go to this game like you can you and you know my sister Kate my brother he lives in Miami so he wasn't able to go but I said you, you know if you guys want to pack up the car and go I'll leave you three tickets and they were in the car the next day they they drove out there um and they saw my first bucket it's just it's just things like that that you know it, it's nice for me to be able to say hey listen like you guys have done all this for me this is what I'm able to do for you yeah, I'm sure that's got to be such a cool moment for for you and your family uh, and being able to go through that and them being able to be there for your first ever collegiate bucket. I mean, that's talk about a cool moment, right? I mean, that is exactly what I think all parents, you know, dream of seeing. Right. But I want to get into this upcoming season. I know you guys have business coming up down the road. Season start. I think to, coach said that first practice is September 26th. So only about two weeks away. What are you kind of expecting from your team this year? And then also, what are you looking to see you guys build on from last year? Yeah, Jack, it, it's a it's a completely new team. We got we got a great freshman class. All five of them are very good basketball players. Like they're going to be very good college basketball players. They all have the skills to do it. You know, it's going to be about the work they're going to be able to put in over the next couple of years. We're going to have some guys impact right away. Um, I, I I have very high expectations for this year, especially with the veteran group we got come back, like Miles Thompson, Maxwell Land. You're going to see him, Brad McCabe. Uh, Zari, uh, Rennell, I'm just thinking about all the veteran, Luke Ruggery, uh, Marlon Hargis, you know, all those guys coming back. Um, it, it should be a special group. It's a good mix. It's, it's like a, it's like a top heavy, you know, veteran group. We got seniors and juniors and then you know, it skips all the way down to, to freshmen. So with our schedule this year, it's a, it's a tough schedule right off the bat. Uh, we play some tough teams, um, but I, I expect us to compete, be able to compete at a high level with those guys. We're not going into any of those games thinking those those money games that we're going to lose. So, you know, and especially when it comes down to conference games, you know, I believe that we should be the team to beat. You know, even though coming from last year, we had such a down year, but we had so many different injuries and impossibilities almost. So um, I, I have huge expectations for this team. Yeah, I think that it, it, you know, like you said, bringing back that veteran group, it makes that learning curve for the younger guys that much smaller. And then they can kind of adjust and they get to improve much quicker. And then that's how the program grows as a whole. So I think that's a very exciting thing and something that you guys should all be looking forward to, which I can tell you're, you're, you're definitely looking forward to. But Josh, you've been great to get on the show today, my friend. Before I let you run, it's a question I leave everybody with before the interview ends. So I want to hear from you. When did you kind of realize and, and almost have an epiphany as to when you realized that you could play basketball at the Division One level? So when did that kind of click and you had that aha moment for yourself? I would say my junior year with Jersey Force um, in AAU, we played at Atlantic, the Atlantic City Jam Fest. We put against a team, the LA Rockfish. There's about 30 college coaches there. And I had one of the better games of my, my basketball career to that point. So at that point, I, I knew like the, the kids that were on the other team were Division I. I, I knew I could play with them. I knew I could play at that level. 
Well, my friend, you have clearly worked yourself into being a major impact for the Red Flash, and I wish you and the Red Flash nothing but luck moving forward and into this season. Thanks so much for joining today, and we'd love to get you back on the show down the road. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, let me know. And there he goes, Josh Cohen, another fantastic episode today, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the bench. Be sure to keep following and subscribing to Ride in the Pine on Apple and Spotify, and keep following on Twitter at Ride the Pine 20, RTP all capital, Instagram at Riding underscore the underscore pine underscore, and on TikTok at Ride in the Pine all lowercase. For all of the latest updates on episodes and content to come, all 253 episodes are out now, and make sure you're leaving all of those ratings and reviews on Apple. Keep following on all podcast platforms. And more importantly, folks, keep your eyes and ears open for some more great content coming down the road and some even better coverage of some great teams that we'll have here on the podcast. But once again, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. And until next time on Riding the Pine, keep on sitting the bench with me.